Welcome to another edition of Hawk Off the Press. After the final score, I'm John Seppi, joined by Mike Klaas from Lucas Oil Stadium. After Iowa's 26-0 shutout loss to Michigan, Mike, the defense did as good as you could ask for, but it's kind of the same script as we've seen before in terms of the offense just not not doing enough to get across the finish line. Yeah, I was here for a Super Bowl uh, days, well, a, a week or two before Brian Ferentz joined the Iowa football coaching staff. He was an assistant coach that day for the New England Patriots. And the Patriots lost to the New York Giants that day, but it was a great game. And you saw some uh, remarkable offensive plays down the stretch. Uh, That's not the kind of football you see watching Brian Ferentz's Iowa offenses. And uh, to score zero in a conference championship game, while it wasn't all that surprising, it's still pretty hard to look at. And... uh, that's the name of the tune this season. They got t- 10 wins out of, you know, gum and crackers, really, bailing wire, but uh, this wasn't a championship team, and we all sort of knew it. And in a moment of truth, with the defense, as you mentioned, playing as about as well as you could reasonably ask. I yeah. mean, I thought the defense played great. I truly do. Great. Mm-hmm. Not a word I like to throw around, but... You hold that te- that offense to two hundred and what two thirteen, I think. The only two touchdown drives were five and six yards. Michigan got gifts on both of those that had nothing to do with the defense, and uh, the defense held them to field goals the rest of the way. But what did any of it matter? Because the offense was the offense, the same offense we've seen for three years by and large. The development of quarterbacks and wide receivers has been borderline non-existent. Playmaker is a word that doesn't apply to the program and hasn't for quite some time now. And uh, good luck to Michigan and whoever it plays in the uh, playoffs. I don't see Michigan as a championship team, but what the hell do I know? To your point, I think that if you went in and you said, okay, you're going to hold Michigan to less than 300 yards of offense. I think you'd feel probably pretty good about it. I wouldn't this. say that would have been a guarantee for anything. I say if you if you hold Michigan to two touchdowns, you've probably played a pretty good defensive game, absolutely. Yeah. But yardage numbers don't mean anything. You, you, you had the defense, what the defense didn't do is it didn't take the ball away from the Wolverines. And came really close on that Nick Jackson. Close, yeah, close. You know, I'm, I'm really close to, uh, I was really close once to being a Rhodes Scholar. <laughs> uh, I, I was really close. I was just a few digits away from being a billionaire. <laughs> close. Uh, there is no close here. They scored zero. They were lucky that there was a meaningful game on ABC for the ACC title that had playoff implications because the you wouldn't have wanted every football fan in America to watch this because it just hammered home what everybody has already known for quite some time, that that this is a very good Iowa football program that has kicked away being truly great because it could not put a representative offense out there. 
And you saw in games against the Nebraska's, the Illinois of the world, the Wisconsin's of Flotsam the world. Flotsam and Jetsam. Exactly. Every team they played since Penn State was either Flotsam or Jetsam. It just depends on your definition. Uh, this was the big leagues. And when they played two teams from the big leagues this year, they scored zero points. And they uh, got whomped both times. And I think that's going to be something that is going to kind of linger, that they didn't score a point against a ranked opponent. They hadn't been shut out since the year 2000, and they got shut out twice this year. And, of course, there's all these other horrendous numbers that we don't need to go over for the umpteenth time. But when you've got the last-ranked offense in the nation, which is almost impossible, mm-hmm. they found a way to do it. When you have that, you weren't going to come in and score against Michigan. You, you had to win by, by perfection. You had to win by turnovers. You had to win by not giving away an 87-yard punt return. Uh, like a, everybody out there who hears this, I would imagine, you'll always wonder what would they have done if they had just had a competent offense. I'm not saying a great one. Yeah. Just a competent one. Average. Now, you might not have beaten either Penn State or Michigan. You might not have. Uh, You probably wouldn't have. But you uh, would be held in really high regard nationally right now because you'd be be 11-2 and and you'd be a team that people said that was a team that some years could have won the Big Ten. Uh, That was a really outstanding team that gave us uh, a lot of thrills and dominated its division instead of winning these gross 12 to 10, 13 to 10s every week and then losing that game to Minnesota and blaming the officials when, in fact, any kind of a competent offense would have won that game. Yeah, and that kind of goes into probably the last point I'll make since we need to get on the road here. Kirk made a big deal about that replay overturn, but at the end of the day, regardless of whatever happened on that play, Iowa didn't play winning football today. And Brian can get mad at the officiating crew as much as he would like, but that doesn't change the fact that these results just weren't satisfactory in really any regard. No, and and uh, Kirk was up there talking about the key players who got hurt, the quarterback that they would uh, sold out the, uh, the stadium for, Kate McNamara. They don't sell out all season if they hadn't landed him in the offseason. The two tight ends getting hurt, those are two exceptional players. No question about it. No question about it. But uh, two of those three guys weren't hurt when they got to Penn State. Yeah. They still didn't have an, you know, an offense that you'd want to watch when those guys were all playing. And they're not the only team that has injuries. Michigan played this game without Zach Zinter, a starting guard who broke his leg last week and uh, was going to be a surefire first-round NFL draft pick. And I think it showed tonight that they didn't have him. Yeah. Their starting center wasn't right physically. Players get hurt, okay? you got to have other players in the system that you've recruited over years and years and years who are Big Ten football players. They didn't have a Big Ten quarterback for the last seven games of the season, eight games counting this one. Their wide receivers are non-existent. You know, there's a reason why the change was made. 
a coordinator and I don't want to keep beating up on that, but um, the big million dollar question in the off season is going to be, okay, what's next? It, the, the, but the bowl game doesn't matter one iota to me. The bowl game's a farce. Last year's bowl game was a farce. Yes, Iowa won in the, uh, and, and won handily, but they played a team whose quarterback skipped out on them. And I hate to say skipped out, but made yeah. a wise business decision and didn't play that game. And now he's the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, by the way. Uh, so that, that bowl game didn't mean anything. And besides that, it was the Music City Bowl, which is, you know, one of 30 bowl games that's nonsense. Whoever they play in the Florida Citrus, whatever they're calling that stupid thing in Orlando, it's not going to matter because some players from the opposing, the opposing team are going to jump before then. And uh, I would guess a few Iowa players of importance sit that one out. It's not a real game. You know, it's an exhibition game. I don't care what they call it. Uh, what matters is what happens in the offseason. And who knows what that's going to be as far as the coaching staff goes, as far as the transfer portal goes or whatever. Ten wins is a great season. It's something to build on. All you need now is an offense. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.